0: Hey sisters, Christy here from Book Club Sisterhood. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. This is where we share our weekly book discussions with you so you can listen while multitasking or enjoying your favorite drink and reading along with us. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Let's grow. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, co-founding sister at Book Club Sisterhood. I just want to welcome you to our very first um discussion of the joy-filled life by my friend Janine Lansing um we first met her last year during we did another book about joy in September of last year and she came on and did a live um call with us so just talking about joy um so I told her we would read her book at some point so here we are uh we were talking about the fruits of the spirit all month this month and joy is one of those so um I'm gonna to try to say them. It's Galatians five twenty-two and twenty-three. I don't have the whole thing memorized, but the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. <laughs> I've been practicing for a few weeks. Okay, so <laughs> um, those are a couple really good verses, and we're just gonna talk about them, kind of study them. Um, if you're a new Christian, it's probably a really good place for you to start. Um, as you're learning what the Holy Spirit is, who God is, and everything that Christianity is, it's just a good place for you to start and like, kind of get a foundation. If you're an experienced Christian, then it's probably a good refresher because then you can go back to the basics and kind of relearn that or maybe discover something you're struggling with um, and try to do a little better at that. Um, I know I've learned a lot from studying the fruits of the Spirit this last few weeks, so. Um, <clears throat> and then I also talked about in the blog this past Saturday about people that aren't Christians. so if you're listening and you're not a Christian, and you kind of want to learn more about who God is and everything, um, Galatians 5, and 23, that's where the fruits of the Spirit is in the Bible, um, if you're interested in learning more about that, so, all right, a couple of announcements really quick, we are only doing discussions the first three Tuesdays of this month, it's a shorter book, and I was supposed to be out of town May 25th, but plans changed, but I already have a plan in motion. So um, I'm going to post a video on May 25th. So we are only doing live tonight, May 11th, and May 18th. Um, and I'll send out a post reminding you guys that week too. Um, and then we're doing, I wanted to do another challenge because a prayer challenge, you guys seem to really enjoy that. So we're doing an acts of kindness challenge. So we included these little cards in our last subscription box. So these say things like in a world where you can be anything, be kind. And if you're listening on the podcast they're like business card size, little cards, and then on the back, it says you've been hit with an act of kindness, pay it forward the next time you see an opportunity together one act of kindness at a time we can make the world a happier place. So one of the fruits of the spirit is kindness so we're sharing kindness with those around us this month there's 30 of these cards so you could do one a day if you want to or if you go to starbucks and get like a 20 dollars gift card you can leave like three or four of these with the barista and have her pass out one of these cards to anyone that uses that gift card or if you pay for the person behind you in the drive-thru you can give the person at the window one of these cards to hand to the other card anyways so this is a cute little pack from bloom planners I love these are so cute. I love them. Acts of kindness cards. They have a couple other ones too. Um, they're really cute. So if you want to any planners or any I have a big desk calendar coming. I'm excited about that from Bloom Planners. So that's that. And then this week for Mother's Day, we are doing a sale in our shop. You can go to bookclubsisterhood.com and use code mom20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire uh, shop purchase. Okay, I think that's all. <laughs> that's all the ones I wrote down, um, all the announcements. So let's jump in. We are going to discuss chapters one through four of the joy filled soul tonight. And this book is about discovering peace and contentment in your everyday. All right. In the intro on page X, I, 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 AKA 13, um, of the intro, the top full paragraph I'm going to read because it kind of sums up why she wrote the book and what it's about. Um, Excuse me. it says, I have studied joy and experienced joy during some of the hardest, loneliest times in my life. I long to see my fellow sisters in Christ experience that same joy. Jesus gave it to, um, sorry, Jesus gave it to every person who believes in him. My purpose in this book is to remind you of that joy, or maybe you're hearing about it for the first time. Either way, my deepest desire is that you will finally have joy, down in your heart to stay so she starts out the intro with i've got the joy 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 down in my heart come on where In my heart. it's <laughs> one of the um in sunday school when i was young we had a bus that would come around the neighborhood and pick all the kids up that wanted to come like we had addresses written down and we would go around um, as a kid i would write it as you know as one of the children that got picked up and then as a teenager i was one of the you know older people on the bus that would go collect all the kids so it was fun but we would sing little songs like that and like this side of the bus says joy 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 and this side of the bus says where you yeah. know i don't where? remember that one really yeah got the joy 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 down in my heart where well, down in my heart okay. where okay. down in my heart i loved riding that bus <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of fun we, we would did. do like um questions and i can say this cuz i just read genesis the first few chapters and the oldest man in the bible is methuselah and how old was he? I don't know. 969. <laughs> Can you imagine living for almost a thousand years? No, okay, thank right? <laughs> you. That's a long time to wait for heaven. Man. And even
1: Jesus only lived for 33. Man.
0: Okay. So on page two of chapter one, sorry, there's a hole in my cup. This reminds me of a sermon that our pastor gave. He had a pitcher of water and he drilled a hole in it and he said, remember the example and i can't remember like what exactly it meant but he kept filling the picture like god keeps filling the picture but you can always be you can only be as full as your deepest hole that's what it was um so your deepest heart is as full as your picture will ever be so um anyway title of this chapter just reminded me of that in the middle of page two she says my soul was filling with joy (coughs) excuse me (coughs) goodness um it was joy my soul was filling with joy and the more i sang the more it filled it was a joy that didn't come from being accepted by my peers or having a best friend so the takeaway i have from this is that joy doesn't come from other people it only comes from god uh nehemiah eight ten says the joy of the lord is your strength so god gives you the joy and he wants to be your strength um I think that's a really good point that she made it's not about what other people think which we'll talk about that too um you know but what god who god says you are um the bottom of page four uh, she's talking about so she talks about in this chapter things that that joy is and things that joy isn't so this section says joy is a perspective which you guys know that i love perspectives um But this takes it onto a whole nother level. Like, I really enjoyed this. It says, the moment we wake up, we decide how we will approach our day. The next sentence, she talks to her friend. She says, or the next paragraph, I once asked my friend, do you see the glass half full or half empty? She replied, I'm just grateful to have a cup. Amen. I love that. Because, I mean, if we're thankful for our life every time we open our eyes. So she said, you know, when we wake up, we get to decide how we approach the day. If we just wake up and say, thank you, God, for letting me breathe today and letting me wake up and enjoy this day. Can you imagine how much better our outlook on life would be and how much more joy would be in our heart? Because, man, I try to do that every day. I wake up and go, thank you, God, for all the many blessings. Um, And I think that attributes a lot to why I'm I try to be a pretty happy person. I mean, traffic kills me. But other than being in the car, I think I'm a pretty happy person. I try. I certainly try to find the silver lining in every situation, right, Mom? Yep. It drives me crazy. Drives you crazy. It does. <laughs> it drives me crazy, too. Not really. She's usually right. <laughs> but it
1: drives me crazy that she doesn't.
0: <laughs> drives her crazy that I'm right. All right. Page <laughs> six. <laughs> she says in the middle of the first paragraph being healthy as a result uh, okay let me stop let me go back on page five she starts a section of joy is not a choice so choose joy she talks about you know it's everywhere I even have a water bottle that says it um but it's not that simple and I really love the comparison she makes here she makes it very clear what she means by that because I was like choose joy I mean just choose to be joyful whatever um but she says um, joy is a result of our choices, the very top of the page on page six. If I want to be healthy, I will eat whole foods and exercise. I will choose to eat a carrot rather than a slice of cake. I will choose to go for a walk rather than sit and watch on the ca- watch television. <clears throat> Being healthy is a result of the choices we make, simply stating I choose to be healthy won't make you healthy. So just saying I'm going to choose joy doesn't make you joyful. You have to you know choose to love others in the moment um like i mentioned before we got started something happened at target yesterday and i'm going to talk about that in another, in future chapter tonight um but you know i mean we chose to love someone that wasn't the most lovable in our in our eyes right now but we chose to show that person love and that's not easy like my gut reaction was like nope <laughs> But then mom and I were both like, we're gonna feel bad if we don't say anything. But anyway, I'll explain more later. Um, So then the next paragraph, she says, similarly stating, I choose joy, won't give you joy. We can try all we want, but joy is a result of our good choices, not the choice itself. So I just love this different opinion or this different view that she has. Um, And she explains it so well with her comparison. we make the choice to follow Jesus and Jesus gives us joy. So it's kind of a, it's not, she's right. I mean, it's not a choice. It's not that simple. And I, I've never thought about it like that. Um, she did talk about it in the video that she was in last September. It's still in the Facebook group. If you guys want to go back and look at that, um, you can go back. Um, all right. So on page nine, at the top, the first full paragraph, she says, thinking back to those high school days again, So she was talking about when she was in high school, she was sitting on the steps in front of her house and crying because some of the girls were making fun of her like she was in the in crowd one day, then the next day they were making fun of her. Um, Excuse me, so she was sitting on her steps crying, and she decided to um, find a different perspective. So this refers back to that um top of page nine thinking back to those high school days again having a perspective of joy did not make the girls nicer it didn't stop them from talking about me behind my back it didn't keep the tears from falling down my face it didn't change my sadness into happiness but brought but joy brought me hope it brought me peace so she says my identity was rooted in the joy of the lord and not the things those girls were saying so her situation didn't change But God changed her perspective. You know, joy brought contentment, she says at the bottom of that paragraph. Um, We get joy from God. So God brought her contentment. This makes me think of, I could think of several situations, but I've talked about my son and his limp a couple, like a year, year and a half ago. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, You know, God didn't change the situation after... My heart changed. I just saw the situation differently. Um, I prayed and just gave control to God because I wasn't fixing it. I wasn't making anything better, but I knew God could. So I just gave him all control and he changed my heart. He changed my perspective. He did not change the situation. My son still was limping. We still had to go back to the specialist again, and they still didn't have any answers. And I just had to be okay with that. And that's that's where that change comes in. Like God gives you joy about you know, a situation that maybe you're not happy about. And she talks about that too. Like it's joy is not an emotion. Happiness is an emotion. Joy is something you could, you can hold joy and sorrow at the same time. And I've done that. And it's, it's interesting. You don't think that you can until you have to. Cause when grandpa was sick at our house, like I was so joyful that, you know, I knew God was still my savior. God was still in this situation. And I got to see all these people coming in and loving on my grandpa but at the same time, I was, I was hurting. My grandpa was dying and I was gonna miss him and have to experience life without him. Um, and I wasn't happy about that, but I could still have the joy in my heart because I had God in my heart. So, all right. Chapter two, unless you guys have anything else. <coughs> all right, the secret ingredient. So the bottom of page 11, she says, the secret ingredient is, drum roll please, Jesus. <laughs> that was funny.
1: No, it's Yukon Potatoes.
0: What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, her grandma's secret ingredient was Yukon Potatoes, but our secret ingredient That's of life. You were gonna <laughs> read. No. All right. So on page 13, she says in the middle of the page, no, you need me. Um oh she's talking about when she's having a really bad day she wants to sit down eat some junk food and watch a movie um i really i've had a really bad day and i deserve it so we kind of justify why we're eating badly and it says but god's god is saying no you need me in these moments when life is hard i'm the answer i will bring you more joy than that brownie or movie ever will jesus wants to bring us comfort the holy spirit is already living in us and gives us joy so that leads us to self-control which is one of the fruits of the spirit um i don't know if he left it last because it's the most important and the best one to leave on i don't, I don't know <laughs> but yeah um so we just need to focus on jesus and the comfort that he brings rather than the things that we think bring comfort like brownies and netflix um which is very hard because those are easily accessible and or dunkin donuts and starbucks yeah guys, McDonald's sent me a free caramel brownie McFlurry thing today. Do you know how hard it is to not go get that?
2: Oh, man. Well, I find that interesting too, because, you know, in those times, I think I personally, if I were to go more to Jesus and not to the brownies, because, you know, those things, I mean, sweets and things that I'm really trying not to go to Then I end up regretting Mm -hmm. my decisions. I don't think when I've gone to Jesus, (laughs) I've ever had a regret that I did that. But other things, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I did that. Then I beat myself up. Mm -hmm. So not, you know, it's a good idea maybe to go towards Jesus more in those times because I'm not going to regret that choice
0: right that's so a really to good go to point jesus tonight not to McDonald's. <laughs> go to jesus instead of mcdonald's that's that's the quote <laughs> of the night go right. to jesus instead of mcdonald's oh man i I'm wish that was bed instead of there you go that's good too i always say if you're hungry go to bed if it's after dinner time and you're hungry just go to bed <laughs> then you'll forget about it and wake up hungry anyways page 18 she says, um, she quotes Psalm thirty-seven, for "Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." <clears throat> Skip down a line. It says it it means that when we delight in the Lord, when we find our joy in Him and abide in Him, our desires will conform to His. So it's a heart change, like I was saying in the last chapter. When we delight in the Lord, our outlook changes. So when you give your worries to God, or You delight in him no matter what your situation you're gonna have a different perspective your heart's gonna change and that's what i was talking about with my son's limp i mean i gave it all to god and was like i can't do this anymore so he i delighted that he was gonna take care of it and he changed my heart the situation didn't change my heart did um i like on i'm gonna flip back to 17 and then go back to 18 Um, at the top of 17, she quotes Luke 22, 42 through 44. And I like getting that glimpse. It's God, uh, he's praying before he goes um, and gets crucified. He is praying to God, you know, please take this cup from me. He knows what's coming and he doesn't want to go through what he knows he has to go through. So he's asking God, like, is there another solution? Is there another, any way that I can get out of this? But the part I love the most is what she says at the bottom of 18. Jesus had a different desire than God the Father before he died on the cross. Obviously, he didn't desire to be tortured and crucified. His desire, his request was for the Father to find another way. Yet when it came down to it, he surrendered his desire and fulfilled the will of the Father. He said, your will, not my will. And I think that's one of the hardest things for us to do as human beings is to give up what we want and to do what he wants because it doesn't make sense to us. We don't see the whole picture. We don't know what's coming. I mean, my husband and I were just looking, applying for jobs and nothing came of it. So we're kind of, okay, I guess that was a no. I don't know what's coming. He could have a totally different thing coming in a few months or a couple years i mean i don't know that's that's the i think that's the beauty of it too because like i've said before like if we knew what everything was everything that was coming we would go hide under our blankets in our bed and just be like nope not gonna face that you can't make me (laughs) so i think it's good that he doesn't show us everything because and i think it's also good that we don't get all the desires of our heart uh and we'll talk about that in a minute too because she talks in here about switching like our desires becoming his desires. All right. On page 19, she's talking about things that we need to surrender. So one of those things is our thoughts. She kept telling herself on the bottom half of 19, you know, I could never write a book. I don't have anything worthwhile to say. No one cares what I think so we talk negatively to ourselves but when you hold it up to scripture we're telling ourselves lies and I think we know that I posted yesterday that uh Hudson told me I was standing at the top of the stairs getting ready I had my hands like full of laundry and I was like thanks for your help buddy you're such a good helper and he says mommy you are a beautiful person I was like Thank you. Like that just kind of came out of left field, but that's how kids see us. They don't see the flaws. They don't see the pimples. They don't see that you're overweight. They don't, they don't see any of those things. They just see what you do for them and who you are to them. I mean, I am almost always available to him and he knows that he can depend on me and that he can trust me. And it, I just, it just made me think after I stopped, I had to hold back the tears. I know y'all are shocked that I was almost crying. It was an emotional day yesterday. I almost cried a few times. I did cry a couple times. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but I just, I just kind of thought like, wow, that's how God sees us. We are daughters of the King. Like we are special, and I just, I wish we could all see ourselves that way and stop talking negatively to ourselves. The scriptures say, she says in the next paragraph, we are a body and I need to do my part in Romans 12. Each one of us has a different part to play with different skills and gifts. So you are important. You have something that God needs to use. There is someone waiting on you to use your gift because they need you. It doesn't matter how boring or normal your life is. Do you see this book club right now? I thought I was so normal and boring. Like I'm just a normal Caucasian white female. I I haven't done anything cool or fun in my life. But these stories that I tell and these things that I think are just parts of my life that simply happen, and these stories that are mine, they matter to people and it speaks to people. So if you're holding that all back and not going after your calling and doing what God has asked you to do, you're keeping something from someone. Not everyone's called to do the same thing. Like one person's going to be a hand and one person's going to be the foot, of the body of christ and we all have to do our part otherwise the body falls apart so i just want to encourage you to please just step into your calling i mean ask god what it is and go for it because you know you're you're only hurting yourself because you're not going to know your full potential and you're hurting others by not providing them what they need from you and i know it sounds silly sometimes because you're like what could anyone possibly need from me i'm just a boring person Someone out there needs you. People at my church need me to make coffee. That seems like something trivial and stupid. And yes, of course they would survive without coffee, but they expect it and they enjoy it. Be it. a little hard
1: to get along with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I take away their caffeine. I don't, know, I don't know if I want to go there, but I mean, people need the toilets to be cleaned. That sounds like an awful job to have at the church, but people need that. People appreciate that. Yeah. So just know that it doesn't matter how small or how insignificant it seems like your calling is. It's so important. You may not be preaching from the pulpit. You may be cleaning toilets, but without that, your church wouldn't be able to be open. So just sorry. I'm on fire. I think I'm, it's overflow from last month because we talked about going all in and I'm still revved and jazzed.
1: Something else too. When you go in, you we're all called to glorify God mm-hmm. and the stories that you tell glorify God, because it shows where God was in your story and how yeah. he helped you. And so, you know, that's, like I said, we're all called to glorify God mm-hmm. and, you know, with things <clears throat> that we do, our actions, our words, we need to glorify him every day. Yeah. And that's what I try to do, but. We're not perfect. (laughs) We're
0: not not perfect. Well, I mean, even the stories I tell about my failures and not trusting God, people have been there. People know what it feels like to not trust God, and they can see the light, you know, the other side, because I have started trusting God with things in my life. And I'm a recovering perfectionist. I'm really trying not to be perfect at everything and control every situation it's, I think my whole life is, I'm still going to be recovering. I think that's how addictions (laughs) work. Right. Um, but I still have to tell the story because someone needs to hear it. So
2: in our actions, I mean, honestly, I mean, your stories, you do tell, you're not lifting yourself up saying, well, I'm such a good person that I was able to get over this. You are pointing everything towards God and how he's working in your life. And I mean, even little things sometimes, and I'll I'll watch like sports people sometimes and they'll do something. And I am so impressed when maybe a football player may be made a touchdown Mm -hmm. and I can see them raise their hand up pointing, like it wasn't me. I did it (sighs) because God gave me this ability. Yeah. So even in those moments, sometimes those people are pointing to God. I just wish that, you know. They would do that more often.
1: Yeah. There's a guy on the K Love cruise. He paints with his fingers. Mm-hmm. His name's Jared. And whenever he's done with a painting, the first thing he does is he puts his handprint on it. And then he always does this and points to Jesus. Yeah, because if it wasn't for Jesus, yeah, he wouldn't have this talent. Right. And right. he
0: is just
1: awesome, really
0: yeah yeah his paintings are really good he does some of them upside down and then at the end he flips them and it's like a whole picture that's crazy (coughs) it's
1: crazy he's on every k-love cruise and we make it a point to make sure that we see every one of his and we've got a couple of his paintings my i say we i'm talking me (laughs) and my aunt (laughs) yeah
0: All right, the bottom page 21 into 22, she's talking about our emotions or something that we need to um, surrender. Emotions aren't bad, they are a gift from God and we don't have to give them up, but we do need to make sure they align with Jesus and conform to the truth of scripture. So now I'll tell you my official Target story. We were at Target last night. (laughs) By we, I mean, mom, Nella, she's down there on my screen. (laughs) I'm pointing like we're on Brady Bunch. Anyway. Um, Mom, Nella, and I went to Target last night and we saw someone from our past uh, that hurt people that we love. We had a choice. We could either show God's love or show the anger in our hearts um, and our disappointment and our grief, really. I mean, everything changed after this event happened. Uh, So I have to give all the credit to Mom. She's the one that decided to go say hello I was kind of on the fence like I was unloading my cart like okay I'm just gonna do what I have to do and just kind of ignore that this is happening. So I give mom all the credit. But that's what Jesus would have done. He would have gone and said hello, he would have hugged her, he would have shown love toward her because that's what we need to do. I, I brought up reference you know god tells us to love our enemies i wouldn't consider that person an enemy but i definitely wouldn't call that person my friend um she hurt people i love and i'm i'm still hurt but i want to show god's love and you know like i said if mom hadn't been there i would have just loaded my groceries and done my thing and she would have left and i would have felt bad about it but you know i'm thankful that mom did that because she got a message from the person. Yeah, when I got home, or
1: when we got home, that person uh, texted me and said, "Thank you for coming to say hello to us. It really means a lot to me. It shows such an example of Jesus and His love. And I mean, that's that's what we're called to do, you know, yeah. show His love. And so I'm just glad that we could do that. Yeah, and we put Him first above ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm thankful that you made us do that. <laughs> no, I mean, I really am glad because I really would have felt bad and it would have thought about it all night. And I, I would have kicked myself had I not done it yeah. early. And you would not have been able to take back that
1: moment.
2: Right. It right. It felt like it was a missed moment. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So the last thing that we have to surrender is our actions. <clears throat> so in the middle of 22, she says how I treat people through my actions. Will be an indicator of whom I serve and to whom I've surrendered. So had we said nothing to that person at Target, like I said, we would have felt guilty. So when we surrender to God, we have to show love and mercy, no matter, no matter what. If we're gonna have the joy, 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 joy down in our hearts, <laughs> we have to show God's love and mercy.
1: <clears throat> I had to ask for forgiveness for something at work. I believe it was one day last week. I've been having trouble with my elbows. I've got tendonitis. And so I have a lot of trouble when I have to run register because I have to pick up cases of water and beer and, you know, all this other stuff and not to drink. (laughs) Um, But one of my team leads decided that And I'm not sure it was all her idea, but she decided to put me on register. Now I don't have a problem with that other than it just hurts my arm. And I just in my head, I was thinking things that I was blaming somebody and I shouldn't have done that. I don't know that she had anything to do with it. Um, I kind of feel like maybe she's that kind of person, but I don't know because I don't know her that well. And I was upset and I didn't. I didn't act very well. I mean, like, we are always supposed to greet the person that we're getting ready to wait on, and I didn't, and I thought, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. You know, I am, I'm not being um, a reflection of Jesus. I'm not glorifying him by my actions, So, and I still feel bad about that, even though I asked for forgiveness, and I know he forgave me, but <laughs> I still feel bad about that. Because I can't go back to those people like, I don't remember who they all were, but I can't go back to those people, and correct that.
0: That's good. I mean, at least you know you're forgiven, though. God forgave you. So. Yeah,
1: I just have to forgive myself. Got to
0: work through it. <laughs> all right, in the middle of twenty-three, it's the end of the chapter. She says nothing we can do will void our lifetime warranty with Jesus. So there's nothing we can do to change God's love for us. And what I mean by that is that we can't make him love us anymore and we can't make him love us any less. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will keep mending and filling your cup when you surrender. He wants to be close enough to you to whisper in your ear and say, I forgive you, I love you, and just be there for you. I am with you was the answer he gave multiple people in the Bible when they came up with excuses as to why they couldn't go, right? We talked about that last month. So he's always with you.
1: Pastor Brian spoke uh, Sunday about um, the farther you are away from God, the louder he hollers because Mm -hmm. he wants your attention. And the closer you get to him, he will whisper to keep you coming in. I, I thought that was just, you know really cool analogy
0: yeah that's good anything else from chapter two all right let's do chapter three when you wish upon a dot 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 let's see on page 28 right above wishing me was somewhere else right above that she says i naturally compare myself my life with others even the hardships and when I do discontentment creeps in. So I just thought of an example, you know, it's easy for me, we have a subscription box business and we're not anywhere close to like hundreds of subscribers, okay? But it's easy for me to look at my friend's subscription box business and she is like 200, 250, like every month she sells out all the time. And it's so easy for me to say, man, I wish I had those kind of subscribers and that growth and I did. But I had to redirect that and tell myself, like, success doesn't look like a number. You know, my journey's not her journey. We're totally different. I mean, our boxes. I mean, I use a, I've used a couple, like, live simple soap that came. She had it in her box. I was like, oh, that's cute. I mean, or, you know, I started following them and got their soap. Um, I'm not trying to like. <laughs> be her it just looked like a good product that you guys would like and I, I think you guys like it <laughs> live simple soap shout out um <laughs> anyways but that's just not the story God has for me right now I could not do 200 boxes <laughs> right now like I'm kind of by myself doing the box right now mom helps when she can um but I I'm just not at that point and god knows you know god knows what i need and right now success to me looks like pouring into the people that i do have that are subscribed to our box people that are in this book club you know being there for the people that are part of this because that's what's most important like i want to serve you all well it doesn't matter how many it matters how well you know we're serving each other and taking care of each other so another perspective shift you know how much I like those all right <clears throat> so the bottom page 29 the last little part there into page 30 she this section talks about self-care she she likes to debunk myths did you guys notice that in this book <laughs> like she talks a lot about well, you hear choose joy but this is how I really think how things happen so um that's definitely something she does throughout the book But she's talking about self-care. And I think, I think in the September video that I had with her, I think she calls it soul care, but anyway, she's just talking about, you know, how taking care of ourselves, like going to the spa once a month is not what self-care looks like. You need to take care of yourself every single day. Even if it's just for a few minutes a day, you're just reading scripture and praying. Uh, That's more important than going to the spa. Like, you do need to pamper yourself once in a while. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It just means, you know, not just physically, but also take care of your spiritually, take care of yourself spiritually. So, when I get up early and read my Bible and pray, I feel closer to God for sure, which makes me a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, just the same way a day of self care would. Like, it makes me feel better about myself. It makes me feel closer to God. I can have more joy in my heart because I've spent that time with God and gotten that strength and joy from him. So it's not just once a month or once every couple of weeks, go get your nails done. You know, it's, it's every single day. We need soul care every single day because God says to, you know, read your Bible every day and pray and have, build that relationship with him. That's the most important part is that we build that relationship with him. All right. On page 32, <clears throat> I like what she says here too. It's under reset your focus. She says, What if the grass is only greener on the other side because you don't water your own lawn? <laughs> it's greener over there. I like it. Like right? It's good. It's greener over there because they're taking care of their lawn. <laughs> it's not green on your side because you're ignoring it because you're t- worried about how good their stuff is. You're comparing yourself. <laughs> um you're so then the next one down would on you say you're not walking your glass right you. <laughs> when we are constantly focused on what we want god to do or what we want from him what we think is best for our lives we miss the amazing things he has planned for us so just like in luke 22:42, 42 he says not my will but your will And that's what we need to focus on. It's not about what we want. He, you know, it's not about what we think is best. He knows, you know, Jesus knew what had to be done, but he still asked God to take it from him. He was like, you know, maybe there's a different way. You know, maybe I don't have to go through all of this to make the end of the plan work out. But God doesn't do what he asks. Sometimes he tells us no. And we have to trust his plan in the process because we don't see the big picture, right? We can't see, you know, we're just a little tiny blip in history. This this little hundred years or however long you're going to live, you know, that's a tiny little blip in the grand scheme of eternity. We can't see the eternal plan. There's lots of times in the Bible that you'll read that somebody planted a seed or did something and three generations later, when they're no longer alive, the result comes of it you know, the harvest comes and that little seed they planted, not a literal seed, I'm talking hypothetically. Anyway, something that they did in their life, three generations later, their great, great grandkids reap the benefits of that. So that could happen to us. We could work on something for 50 years. This book club could be whatever it is. And then in in three generations from now, maybe it's something totally different because we planted the seeds here now, and that's going to change the course of future whatever that seed is that God's asking you to plant, you know, me making coffee right now. I don't know what that's going to lead to, but I may not see what it leads to. So you just got to be faithful and follow. His. Probably keeps people awake during church. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> if they're awake for church, because I made coffee, then they're going to hear the message God has for them. And they're going to go okay. do their calling and they're going to go do what God has them to do. And they're gonna change people's lives because How I mean, coffee.
2: You that coffee.
0: I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> that could be God's plan. I don't know that that's God's plan. <laughs> Sounds logical. I'm down for it. PJ's life, dang, that's why
2: yeah. they needed to be awake. The apostle is not like them sleep in the
1: church. Yep, she gives them hot food and hot <laughs> coffee. <laughs>
0: Yep. I got to keep everybody awake and going. Got to get them the protein. Keep going. <laughs> All right. So on 33 and 34, she talks about knowing your why. It helps you keep going because you know why you're doing it. <coughs> Bless you excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> so whatever it is that God's called you to do, if you know why what? and your why is going to be because you're serving God and God asked you to. So you're being faithful in doing that because you know he has a blessing. On the other side of obedience is always blessing. Our job is not the outcome. Our job is to be faithful and do what he's asked us to do. And he's going to bless you. I promise you. On the other side of obedience is always a blessing. All right. On 35, she's talking about love yourself. Notice Jesus didn't say, love your neighbor and yourself, or love your neighbor after yourself. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was challenging his followers to make our neighbor our number one instead of ourselves. So we're called to love God and love people. The Great Commission in Matthew 28 says to make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. It's all about the them, right? You don't see anything in there saying to take care of ourselves. You see, make disciples, baptize them, teach them. You are supposed to share God and then help people find where they're supposed to go in their journey. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't go to the spa. You shouldn't read the Bible. You shouldn't pray. But building that relationship, reading your Bible is so that we can help others make that journey as well
1: we can take that into the world and Mm -hmm. you know tell them who jesus is and and what he's done
0: yeah yeah and it's so funny how god lines things up because i read genesis 1 through 3 yesterday and then read the part of this book where she references i think genesis 2 so i was like huh just lining it up there for me god thanks all right so the bottom of 36 she talks about serve others The bottom of the first paragraph under serve others, it says putting others first and serving them is a fast track to true contentment. (coughs) Excuse me. And that's why I felt like the acts of kindness challenge that we're doing was important because serving others in just these small ways, just buying a $4 coffee at Dunkin' Donuts for somebody, that might not be, that's kind of a small thing, but it could be huge to that person. Maybe that was their last $4 and they were like, you know what, whatever. I'm just going to blow it on my coffee. So then they could go buy a loaf of bread and some milk for their family. Put a little gas in their car to get to work. Yeah. Put gas in their car. Um, But it also affects us. You know, you feel good about yourself that you did Mm -hmm. something good for somebody Uh, There's a lot of talk about being altruistic is impossible because no matter what you do for someone else, there's a friend's episode about this, (laughs) you know, uh, Phoebe donates some money to a telethon thing. And then she felt good about it. She's like, darn it. I got a good effect of doing that. You know, it cost me money, but I'm still happier because I served someone, you know, and I think that's okay. You know, that's part of the joy in your heart. You know, you're doing something for God and what he's called you to do. So you feel good about it and that's okay. And
1: what, something happened the other morning at work. If you're going to wear a t-shirt, you need to, um, you know, I don't know what I want to say. The girl had a t-shirt on that said, if you can't do, if you can't be anything, be kind. But when I said, you have a good day, she walked right past me. not Not a word and i was like (laughs) if you're gonna wear that shirt you need (laughs) to be kind (laughs) you can at least do what it says yeah
0: all right in the middle of 37 she says not every season is fruit bearing season some seasons are for waiting some are for growing some are for pruning and some are for bearing fruit i i heard a speech about this one time just about the four seasons. He just went over all four seasons and how they each have their own purpose. And a season of waiting can kind of be like winter. You know, it's preparing your heart for something that's coming soon, but you still, you know, you need that period of waiting to develop your relationship with God and try to align yourself with his purpose. So it's kind of like a tree during the winter. It's completely dead on the surface, right? It looks like nothing's happening, but its roots are growing. It's growing under the surface. And that's what I what I consider a period of waiting is kind of like that, you know, you're developing your relationship with God under the surface. You know, you're doing that in the privacy of your house and, you know, learning these things that God has, has you know, wants you to learn because you're gonna need that when he calls you and it is fruit bearing season, so i love the four seasons so it was a very good message that day i was at a conference and it was just really hit me i need to find my notes for that i could could really go into that again all right anything else from chapter three <clears throat> yeah i like the story of the avocado tree she has in my yard. <laughs> yeah he <laughs> doesn't bring avocado every time uh, every season no, it's kind of like your fig tree, right? You would have loved for that thing to bloom all year round. <laughs> she lost her know. figs. I would like figs all year Yeah, <laughs> She had a fig tree in the backyard, even had those great big fig leaves like they show in pictures of Adam and Eve that they covered themselves with. It's big fig leaves, that's what I always think I of. I had a plant in my backyard, back mm-hmm. in the wood. <laughs> yeah all right so chapter four is walk out of the pit and i love the story of this donkey i think it's so cool that the farmer couldn't get him out of the hole so he was like okay i'll just bury him i'll suffocate him make his suffering less so he starts throwing dirt on him and he the the donkey keeps shaking the dirt off his back and he starts stepping up on it and actually climbs himself out of the hole that the farmer was trying to bury him in so i think that's a really cool story on 42 under write it out she says sometimes all we need to do is get everything out of our heads and onto paper for a bit of clarity i am a list maker i love checking things off my list when they're done and if i do something that's not on my list i don't know if y'all do this i write it on my list and then check that puppy off (laughs) because i still did it and it still counts toward (laughs) toward the things that i did that day um And then you know sometimes if i don't write it down on my list it doesn't get done because this brain only works so hard and i can't remember everything that i was supposed to do i y'all can judge me all you want i set alarms for when i need to go pick up my son i forgot one time and i will never forget again (laughs) i have an alarm set on my phone every single day i remember most days and i'm usually in the car by the time the alarm goes off but I just need to make sure that I'm not gonna forget. I didn't forget him. I just got busy. You know, my alarm went off. I shut it off actually. I was setting an alarm then too. I shut it off, went and changed my son's diaper in the middle of changing his diaper. I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and judge. It's fine. I'm human, but then it happened a long time ago. I'm just gonna throw that out there anyway.
2: My son walked home from school because I forgot to go pick him up. Aww. Oh, Oh makes you feel so bad it was a long walk too i was impressed he even found his way home
0: yeah luca was telling me he needs to ride his bike instead of riding the car to school because it's better for the environment i said yeah okay you can drive all the way to school or ride your bike all the way to school He's like yeah just show me which way to go i said no we drive through a construction zone at the moment so no (laughs) i'm not gonna let some bulldozer like knock you off your bike and he doesn't even like to ride his bike around the cul-de-sac let alone (laughs) a mile and a half to school and there's no way i'm letting my seven-year-old ride his bike to school by himself <clears throat> anyways so she is talking about let me go back um so she's trying to give you um ways to ensure that joy in our lives you keep joy in your lives and the little things threaten to take it so doing one thing at a time is one of the topics on page 41 you know look at one thing at a time don't look at the entire laundry list of things you have to do like just start with one check that off move on to the next one and then the next section is write it out which we just talked about on 43 she talks about delegating if you can your girl likes to ask for help she does i'm not afraid i'm not shy i wasn't always like that but dang it it takes a village to raise these children and i'm not afraid to ask people for help okay okay Anyways, um, and then the next section is called Accept Imperfection. So I'm going to read the last couple lines. It says, while the Holy Spirit works on transforming me and molding me into the person God desires, God works through my weaknesses to show how big he is and he, and to bless me because I persevered and found joy through the struggle. So some of my biggest blessings, honestly, have come from my imperfections. Like all the times I try to be a perfectionist and finally gave it up to God I got such a blessing from that in return and that's how i know god definitely had his hand in it because i tried it my way and it didn't work i give it to him it's all taken care of whether it's just a mindset shift or if it really literally did get taken care of um i'm flawed and i know i can't do it on my own so i am imperfect no matter how hard i try to be perfect never gonna happen All right, on 45, she says, she quotes James 1, 2 through 4. At the beginning, it says, count it all joy. And then the paragraph under that, she says, I know there are moments when counting our trials all joy seems impossible, yet God says we have every reason to rejoice because he is working. So when you're in the middle of a tough time, it is crazy hard to find joy. But when we need to rest on the love Jesus and knowing he has a plan for this and for us sorry I'm reading my notes and that didn't make any sense but we need to rest (laughs) on the love of Jesus and knowing he has a plan for the situation and for us and that's the only way you're going to find joy is by looking to him this earth sometimes right can we not wait so long (laughs) um this earth can feel miserable at times living here is not um what am i trying to say it's not a fun ride but that's what makes heaven such an amazing reward is because we know that even though we go through these situations and we do all of this we trust god to take care of us and we accept him as our savior and we get to go to heaven and it's going to be just it's going to blow our minds you know in john chapter 3 jesus talks to nicodemus and says you know if you can't even understand these earthly things how do you expect to understand the heavenly things that are coming so that just excites me i'm like what is it gonna look like it's exciting (laughs) i'm ready i mean i'm not like ready anyways (laughs) i'm ready when the lord calls me all right at the bottom of 45 and then on the top of 46 she talks about the silver and the refining of the silver and i think this is such a cool story um she uh she says silver is never pure when found on the earth there's other minerals and things in it so they put it into A crucible, and it's heated to super extreme temperatures, like 1,700 degrees Fahrenheit. And as the silver melts, all the impurities float to the top. So they like skim all the crap off the surface, all the bad stuff. And they keep doing that over and over until the person that's doing this process—I can't remember what she calls um, him—the worker can, there you go, can see his reflection in the silver, and then you know that it's pure. So. I think that's really cool. And then she relates it to our trials with God at the bottom of the first full paragraph on 46. She says, with each trial, God looks into our crucible and sees more and more of himself. So we're being refined by our trials. It might feel like you're being thrown into the fire with no hope, but you're not. Because God also says, I will be in the fire with you. You're not alone. He's right there beside you while you're going through this process. Um, And not only that, but it gives us an incredible testimony to talk about how God got us through that. And I don't mean you have to have some kind of platform to talk to other people. I talk about my stories and just in conversation with my friends. I mean, and I I hope that that helps them um, to kind of see how God works through hardships and difficult times, so. Have you heard that new song that's out? It that says
1: something about um, there's another in the fire. I love that song. because it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was new to me. Um,
0: they played at church a lot.
1: Okay. But it's just, it's comforting because you know that when mm-hmm. you're going through something, there's another one right there. You know, God yeah. is
0: right there next to you and he's going to pull you through. You know, the. What's the guy's names? There's a story in the Bible that refers to it's Meshach and Abednego. What's the first guy's Meshach.
1: name? Oh, gosh.
0: Help me, PJ. What's his name? <laughs> Something Meshach and Abednego. Anyway, oh, yeah. they're thrown into the fire and then they look into the fire to see if they're dead yet, essentially. Um, the guys that threw them in there and there's a fourth person walking around in the flames. So that song, Another in the Fire, that's what that's referring to. Is that story? Right. What is it? Shadrach, me Shadrach, Shadrach. There, you go. Yeah. there you go, I got two out of three, that's, I mean, that's winning in my book, that's more than 50%, anyway, um, they they threw three guys into the fire, and when they looked to see if they were dead yet, there was four, because God was with them in the fire, and that's what that song is referring to, it's really, really good, I don't remember who sings it, but it's called Another in the Fire, and it's a really good song, all right, bottom of page 48 into 49, <clears throat> she says, ask him to give you his outlook So you will be overwhelmed by his presence instead of your responsibilities. That is so good. Our circumstances are temporary, but God is eternal. So if you have his presence rather than your responsibilities or your circumstances, if you focus on him, sorry, I should know not to drink carbonated beverages during the club. My apologies. But God is eternal. He has all the answers. And you know what's funny? He wrote them all down in a book for us. So we can even read all of his answers. They're written right here in the Lamb's Book of Life. In this book, this is my Bible. You can't read it, but it says this it says Holy Bible. This is one of my my Bibles. Um, he gave us all the answers. We just have to read this, and I know that it's hard. I know that it's challenging. I just read a chapter in Genesis where I went through the entire line of wow. Adam, and it's hard to read all that. But you know what? It's important because to know the lineage of jesus you have to go back to david and then you can even go back to adam and find all how that all worked and who he came from and it's it's kind of interesting when you go back um i mean obviously we're not going to memorize every single person in between david and jesus but it's cool to see where he comes from and how that all played out and it's neat when you get
1: to a story a little ways down the road come to a story and you're like okay wait where did he come from you know and go back (laughs) and it challenges me in my memory to think okay did he come from moses (laughs) who did this person come from who how was he related
0: right and it's all right there for you yeah and sometimes i have to go back and and look at it but Mm -hmm. all right so last page of chapter four as we wrap this up at the top well, sorry, in the middle, it says dive into God's word, work on your relationship with Jesus, reach out to other believers, study his word together. Sorry, reach out to other believers and study his word together and ultimately trust that God sees you and does not want to leave you in the pit. So if you're the donkey in the pit, he's not going to leave you. And she references a verse that keeps coming up for me. So I keep bringing it up for you guys. Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So once again we see that God is always with you. Even if you're down in a deep pit, he's sitting right next to you. If you're in a fire, he's going to be the fourth one in the flames. He's not going to leave you. No matter what trial you're going through and how he is refining you, you are not alone. You're never ever alone. And you have the bonus of us. If you're in here in book club, we'll support you and have your back too. I'll come sit in the pit with you. I don't mind. I'll be there to support you because I love you guys. That's, it. That's all I got. Anybody else? All right. So next week, we're going to read a big chunk, but it's chapters five through nine. I think it's like around 60 pages. So it's, it's about as much as we normally read because is only, I think, 175 pages, which is a little bit shorter than what we normally read. So all righty. Anybody have any prayer requests? Lucy. Yes. Already
1: there. So,
2: unspoken. Unspoken,
0: unspoken. Okay. so someone that goes to our church um, has gotten COVID and she's in the hospital right now requiring some oxygen. And um, I talked to her today and she seems to be okay. Um, but definitely please pray for her. Um, she's had pneumonia recently. She's had cancer recently. Uh, Her name is Lucy. So you guys can pray for her specifically. Um, I'm praying for her all day. And she's got such a sweet heart and she's so caring and loving. And I just, she's awesome. uh, I love her so much. And I hate that she's going through this because she's been through a lot of stuff and man, God is refining her (laughs) for sure. But she's, I mean, she loves Jesus so much. It's so amazing to see her reaction to things because she's like, yep, God is good. Even through you know all this stuff, she's still well. Even when she right got on her top of cancer it.
1: diagnosis, she said, "But you know it's okay because God's going to get me through this." Mm-hmm. And
2: I thought, you know, if everybody could wow. be that strong, <laughs> you know, faith. Mm-hmm. I've got two. I guess one is my sister-in-law. Junior mm-hmm. has COVID. Oh no! Wow. Oh. And yeah, that, yeah, she's got some family members that don't believe in vaccines. And then um, I we have a gentleman at our church who's newly diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Don. Anybody else? Yeah. I need a, we need to play for uh uh Margarita, margarita, Lichana. Uh, because this is the third week of the, or fourth week since the 24th of uh, April. They uh, no, <clears throat> 24th of April they had the, the COVID,
0: yeah. and
2: uh, they, this is mm-hmm. the
0: third test, and it's still two days of today, <laughs> positive. Yeah. So they keep testing them. They won't let them come out of quarantine until they test negative. So. It's been about three weeks and, and they chuckle the room. rooms.
2: They oh my sister, she's yeah, I talked to well her the other day and she's i I'm getting tired of staying here all by myself all the time. Yeah.
0: And that leaves just one nun to cook and clean and do everything else for everybody. So yeah. It's really company, she's taking care of everybody. Yeah.
2: So, so we need to play.
0: Yeah. Anybody else? Okay, let's pray. dear lord thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together thank you for the fellowship and the support that we have from each other god thank you so much for giving us this time to come together and speak into each other's lives and just support each other lord i pray for lucy you know what's going on with her god just please heal her lungs help her to require less oxygen and to come home soon lord we know that you're in control of the whole situation god and we we just pray that you keep her under your protection and help her to get better quickly. Lord, please take care of Shelly's unspoken request, God. You know what's on her heart and you know what she needs, God. Just help her. Lord, we pray for Junior as she also deals with COVID, God. We pray that she will get better quickly and not have complications. Lord, I also pray for Don and his new lung cancer diagnosis. Just please help him to have peace about the situation and Understand that you're refining him, God. Help him to heal of the cancer and help his doctors to give him the treatments that he needs so that he can handle the treatments well. Lord, we pray for the nuns in Italy also. Please help them to be negative for COVID soon because they're they're becoming tired of being alone. And I know the one nun that's doing all the work, she has to be getting tired, God. We just pray that all the COVID patients can be better, God. Just heal their bodies. Help them to fight off this virus. Give the doctors the tools that they need to treat the virus and continue to have less and less people having the virus so that we can just get better as a as a nation, as a community, God. Lord, I ask that you just be with us the rest of this week. God, we just ask that You put a hedge of protection around us as well so that we can stay well and continue to spread the word of God, the love of God. Lord, thank you so much again for this time we get to spend together. Lord, we love you so much. We thank you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: All right, guys. See you next week. Chapters five through nine of The Joy-Filled Soul. I
2: guess. Good book. I like it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of BCS Podcast. We hope you found what you needed in this week's episode and that it blessed you. If you would like to chat more, please join our Facebook group, Book Club Sisterhood. And if you would like to subscribe to our box, go to bookclubsisterhood.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Have a great week, sisters.